0: This is players only a show about high school sports from high school students presented by point guard advisors find them at pointguardadvisors.com
1: Good morning everybody. Welcome to another edition of Players Only presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7, 100.1 FM, 1200 AM, 1440 AM. Uh, You can listen to us online at ESPNSyracuse.com as well as the ESPN app. You can also find our podcast there. Uh, Just search for Players Only. If you're looking on ESPNSyracuse.com or wherever you get your podcast. just type in ESPN Syracuse, look for Players Only. I'm Matt Slocum, alongside Ryan Story, and uh, yeah, played the uh, the old CBS college basketball theme music that ran from 1993 to 2003, um, and there's a reason for that. I mean, there's actually two reasons. The first reason was that yesterday at the JMA Wireless Dome, they celebrated the 20th anniversary of the 2002-2003 men's basketball championship team. Mm-hmm. Jerry McNamara, Akeem Warwick were honored, had in their... Quote unquote jerseys retired, but actually it's lifted up to the rafters. People could still wear their numbers. Um, But the second reason is it's March Madness. It it is. It is. It's March Madness and a lot of good stuff, Uh, not just in the college basketball world, but also in high school basketball world. And honestly, that's where it's better. I like that opinion. I like that. That's good, especially especially when you're in your show talking about high school sports. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> with that being said, we got a lot of basketball to talk about today. We have to recap all the girls basketball finals that took place, uh, yesterday at, uh, Onondaga community college, as well as a preview looking ahead into the boys basketball games, uh, boys basketball finals late, uh, starting <laughs> at 11 a.m. this morning. So a little under three hours from now. Uh, well, let's start with the girls. We start with class D and, uh, Kind of surprising here. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that both teams got here, Hamilton and Poland. Hamilton, the four seed uh, in the semis, had upset West Canada Valley,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, beating them by three. And then Poland really took care of Copenhagen in their semifinals. So they met on the court yesterday. And uh, Poland ended up winning 50-45, to 45, take the Section 3 title. Yeah, uh, A very good game. I mean, Hamilton actually had the lead at the end of the first quarter, and they were up not. by six heading into the fourth. Yeah, so and then Poland just outscored them nineteen to ten to win by five. Uh, leading the way for Hamilton in a losing effort, uh, two players with double-digit points: Emily Neuenschwander, sixteen points; Colleen and Kelly, thirteen points, along with thirteen rebounds.
2: Well, double double a double right double there.
1: there for Hamilton. Not bad. Not bad at all. For Poland in the winning effort, they also had two players at double figures. Logan Cookenham, 23 points, 14 rebounds. She's been great all year. I mean,
2: averaging 25.9 points per game on the season. That's yeah. insane.
1: Yeah, and just two points shy of her average. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sydney Tabor adding 11 points, 9 rebounds, just one rebound away from a double-double as well. She also had five blocks, mm-hmm. Tabor did, uh, leading in the defensive effort. So not bad at all uh for Poland and f- well for both teams, really Poland goes on to the state tournament now with a record of 22 and two. Hamilton finishes the year seventeen and seven. not bad yeah not bad of a season for both of these teams uh I'm really impressed. I Re- really am impressed with how things have been going forward. Yeah, and both teams had really tough roads
2: to get to where they are now. We saw Hamilton, obviously. I think they had a tougher road where, as the four seed, they had to go into West Canada Valley playing a team that was ranked at the top or near the top of the entire state in terms of Class D rankings. And they upset West Canada Valley behind uh, freshman Logan Langell scoring 22 points plus the game-winning shot. And then, so they go through West Canada Valley. They run into a tough Poland team, who uh, again they've been kind of the two seed all year, trailing behind West Canada Valley. Poland, a great win over Copenhagen, last year's champions. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, honestly, both teams deserve to be here. They played their heart out, hearts out all year. I think Poland had the better player in this game, Logan Cookingham, and, and that's why they won. But both teams really just had overall spectacular seasons.
1: Yeah, the really. Uh, Really great seasons for both of these teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, Poland goes down to the state tournament. They'll play in the regionals on (coughs) March 10th. So next week, uh, they'll take on Section 10's Hammond Central uh, up at SUNY Potsdam. So going up north uh, to take on Hammond Central. Mm -hmm. The winner of that will face either uh, the Section 5 winner or Section 6's Panama in the state semis at Hudson Valley Community College. Honestly, I think Poland could go all the way this
2: year. They have the team to do it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and you know it won't be an easy ride. I mean, you got Notre Dame uh, Bishop. I can't really see Notre Dame Bishop Gibbons out of uh, Section Two mm-hmm. to face uh, uh, either that or the winner of Section Seven, and then Smithtown Christian and Webatuck going at it in a subregional game, March seventh, and they'll face either Oxford Academy or whoever the Section One winner is. Um, so yeah, a lot of good teams coming up uh, in the state tournament for Poland. But yeah, I kind of agree. If they play, if they play their cards right, they could actually yeah win it all. Yeah, I can actually see that. On to Class C, and uh, very surprising in how uh, the two teams got here out of Class C. Uh, Weed Sport, the one seed, well, really took care of business. I mean, they pretty much cruised to beat Herkimer in the semis. Uh, by seven, and then Cooperstown beat Westmoreland 58 44. So you got a battle of one versus two, and it turned out the two seed one. Cooperstown beats Weedsport 64 mm-hmm. uh, 59. A really good game that was kind of close to start. I mean, Weedsport actually ended up having the lead a little bit by one point uh, at the half, and then Cooperstown just outscored them in both third and fourth quarters to win by five.
2: Yeah, a lot of score changes in this game. Yeah, very,
1: very. Two really really good teams going at each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Daniel Seaman and, and Brenna Seaman leading the way. Uh, well, not really re- leading the way. Rory Nellen actually led the way for Cooperstown, seventeen points, eight rebounds. But Daniel Seaman, sixteen points, thirteen rebounds. Not bad, double double there. Uh, Brenna Seaman added eleven and six uh, for Cooperstown, and then for Weedsport, Gabby Jeffers, thirteen points. Three players had 13 points. Gabby Jeffers, Keegan McNabb, and Mallory Brown. 13 Mm -hmm. points apiece. Morgan Flask added 13 rebounds on eight points. Not bad for Weedsport. It was a a balanced effort between these two, and uh, it turns out that Cooperstown was just the better team in the end. Yeah, I think it comes down to, honestly, Cooperstown out-coached Weedsport
2: in terms of just how they were willing to play against uh, the Warriors where they allowed Weedsport to try to play through some of their more role players where they focused on the Flask sisters, Kayla Flask and Morgan Flask. Mm -hmm. On the season, Kayla's been uh, leading the way in terms of scoring. She leads the team in points per game. And in this game, she only had six points, uh, held Morgan Flask, the senior, to eight points. Although she did have 13 rebounds. Mm-hmm. So if you're able to limit the two best players, in my opinion, for weed sport, you're going to have a much better time going here. Even though Weedsport has a deeper team, Weedsport has probably the best bench out of any team in class C, but Cooperstown was able to make them play through some of the uh, more of role players rather than letting the stars play. And honestly, Weedsport tried a similar tactic by not letting Danny Seaman do as much on the season. Seaman's averaging uh, 21 points per game. And then actually, uh, Danny Seaman's sister, Brenna Seaman, yeah. uh, as you mentioned, had a great mm-hmm. game with 11 points. On the season before that, everything just four points per game. Wow. So she really stepped up. The sophomore stepping up in a big way here for Cooperstown. And yeah, I think Cooperstown just had a great game. This was a very evenly matched uh, matchup here. And, you know, anything's going to happen in the championship game.
1: Oh, definitely. Definitely. And, again, when you have two even teams, uh, Weesport finishes the year 19-5 and overall. 16-0 and in the OHSL. Cooperstown plays in the CSC. Uh, Cooperstown is now also 19-5, and now 14-2 and uh, in the CSC. And then they'll go on to the state championship. They'll take on Section 4's Union Springs down in Binghamton, the Visions FCU Veterans Memorial Arena, in the regional March 11th. Mm-hmm. And if they win that one, then they'll face either the Section 5 winner or Section 6's Randolph mm-hmm. uh, in the state semis at Hudson Valley Community College on the 18th. Um, Do you think Cooperstown has a chance to win at all? I'd say they have less of a chance because I think
2: the Class C slate is going to be really tough this year. I do think they'll beat Union Springs, but once you get to Randolph in those semifinals, that's where I start to Mm. doubt how far they can go. But you know... It's up to them to prove me wrong. And then on the other side, you also see Canton there, Greenwich, just some tough opponents that they're going to have to go through. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, again, Cooperstown. Let's see if you can prove me wrong. I didn't have Cooperstown winning the classy uh, bracket. They proved me wrong there.
1: Do it again. Yeah, why not? You know, challenge accepted. So Ryan's laid down the gauntlet, Cooperstown. Yeah. (laughs) So let's see what you can do. On to the Class B side here real quick uh, before we take a break. Uh, We have West Hill going up against Cortland. West Hill upset General Brown in the semis. That was huge Yep. Uh, in order to get to the final. Cortland uh, beat Marcellus, a really good Marcellus team, uh, despite the seven seed that they got. A really good team. Uh, And then battled each other in the final, and it turned out to be Cortland winning it, 47-41. You're going to see a lot of repeat names uh, during the show today, a lot of repeat team names. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. uh, Regardless of that, Cortland winning 47-41. Low-scoring game, really, between these two. Mm-hmm. I mean, the second quarter had only 15 points combined. Yeah, that's how That's how tight it was. Lower than you would expect for yeah.
2: the amount of talent on mm-hmm. both sides where you see the ability for both these teams to just score so easily yeah. normally.
1: West Hill, by the way, had two players, both uh, double-doubles uh, on the game. Janiah Robinson, 21-13. and 13. Uh, Julianne Blaskowski, 10-12 and 12, mm-hmm. uh, in a losing effort. Uh, but for Cortland, they only had one player in double figures. Valorosa can beat 15 points, six rebounds. Everybody else was under 10. Mm-hmm. And they ended up winning by six. That's awesome when you only have one player in double figures and you spread the ball around like they did. I mean, nine points for Kendall Mack, eight points for Claire Turner, seven points for Mallory Turner Uh, for Cortland. That's how you spread the ball around. That's how they won this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for West Hall, I think it was just a
2: cold shooting night for them where generally you don't see that. I mean, you saw Izzy Young, arguably their third-best player on the season, uh, averaging nearly double digits in terms of points per game. Uh, she had zero points in this one. You don't see that out of Izzy Young a lot because yeah. she's uh, generally a very capable shooter. Tess uh, Rush, Roche only had six points where generally you can count on her to get a solid uh 10, 11, 12 points on any given night. Mm -hmm. Janaya Robinson obviously having a great game there, but you expect that out of her because 21-13, that's basically what she's averaging on the season, although obviously a little bit more than that because 21-13 is a great game. And so then for Cortland, obviously they didn't have as great of a game either, but it just comes down to being a defensive matchup, matchup, and Cortland was able to just slug it out and take the win here. I think they showed more grit as a team, and
1: they were able to pull it out in the clutch. Yeah and, and and you know and that's how you do it. Yeah. You know when when you don't when when you have an off day shooting you rely on your defense. Mm-hmm. And in this particular case both teams decided to rely on their defense. Like I said it was a low scoring game 47-41. And, I mean it was tied going into the fourth so oh, yeah. anyone could have won. Any, anyone could anybody could have won that. And as mm-hmm. you know it's a great run for Cortland, and it continues in the state tournament. They'll play March 11th against uh the Section 4 champion uh back at the SRC arena on March 11th. Mm-hmm. Um Really, the West Regional in the class in the Class B side of things hasn't really been settled yet. Other than Section Three, mm-hmm. we don't have a Section Four winner. We don't have a Section Five winner. We don't even have a Section Six winner yet. Mm-hmm. The East side is essentially all set. Well, almost all set. Um, well, actually, yeah, the East side is really all set <laughs> when you look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saranac and Governor are playing in a sub regional um, for Cortland. Here's the thing. They're going to have a tough task, obviously, whoever the Section 4 winner is. They're going to have a tough task. But the thing is, they're playing the game in the SRC arena. Do you think that'll give them an advantage? And I think it does, just the difference in travel Mm -hmm. there. It's a lot uh, more... It's a lot easier for
2: Corland, although Corland is still pretty far away from Syracuse. Yeah. So they'll still have to take kind of a trek. But uh, it's definitely a slight advantage. And I do think they're more talented than any Section 4 team that they uh, might have to play. The field in Section 4 on the girls' side uh, in Class B isn't that strong this year. And then even then, I think that uh, the slates for the... Uh, section one and section two aren't even that good, mm-hmm. so I could definitely see uh, Cortland making a run to the sectional championship. I don't know if I'd have them winning the sectional championship, as you see teams like Albany Academy, where yeah. that's a really tough team there, and maybe even uh, Red Hook. But uh, you know, I if right now I'd have to take Cortland, maybe even going all the way to the championship. Yeah,
1: it's it's going to be a tough field no matter what yeah. class you're in, you're really. Right. Mm-hmm. But you know, I could see Cortland. Making it to at least the state semis. I think Mm -hmm. I think they got a trip to Hudson Community College in their minds and all they gotta do is win one game. I'd agree with you there. So yeah. When we come back, we'll wrap up the girls basketball finals and then preview ahead to the boys basketball side. And again, there's a lot of stuff to cover. So stick right here. More players only when we come back on ESPN Radio Syracuse ninety seven point seven and one hundred point one.
0: This is players only. A show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. Welcome
1: back to Players Only presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1. As we talk more about basketball as we all should uh, since it's March Madness. So let's let's uh, wrap up with girls' basketball here. We look at the Class A final now, uh, the second-to-last game from last night, and uh, featured two really good teams, another 1v2 matchup between Indian River and Central Square. Uh, Indian River uh, took care of business against JD in the semis. Central Square did the same thing against Christian Brothers Academy. They met in the final, and it turns out that Indian River did win. 35-26 was the final. Uh, Central Square closes out with a record of 15-8, and so not bad uh, for the Red Hawks. Indian River uh, will continue their season in the state tournament, which we'll talk about here in a sec. It was a low-scoring game. It really throughout, was. really was. <clears throat> and, uh, by the way, both teams had scored more than 50 points. Uh, in their semis, and then they mm-hmm. battle it out here. It was just a defensive battle from the start. Central Square's Natalie Bush leading the way for the Red Hawks, 12 points uh, on the night to go along with four rebounds. Indian River was led by Isabella Davis at 13 points, 8 rebounds, uh, but 9.7 rebounds for Michaela Dallas as well mm-hmm. uh, for Indian River. So a low-scoring game, but Indian River got it done. Yeah, I thought this uh, the pace of play in this game really
2: played into Central Square's hands where they needed to keep this low scoring because of how effective the Indian River offense is. Um, but what Central Square did need, which they didn't get, is that they needed a hot shooting night, especially out of their players like Natalie Bush, Gigi Basile, all those uh, different athletes there. Where Bush had 12 points, a little less than her season average of 15.3. But obviously in a low-scoring game, you're going to have um, less, generally less than your normal points per game. And then uh, Sam Haley, who I expected to have a bigger game, only had six points. Although she did chip in eight rebounds. For the Warriors... Uh, They won in ways where I wasn't expecting them to. Because if you told me Indian River was going to win this game, I was going to expect Raven Marcel to have a big game on the season. She's averaging 13.3 points per game. Uh, She only had uh, nine or eight points in this one. uh, And then. I expected Allie Lamora to be big on the inside, grabbing a bunch of rebounds as six foot one. She's generally one of those players you can count on uh, to get a bunch of rebounds, averages 11.4 boards on the season. And this game only had three rebounds. So they really did it in an unconventional way for them. And, you know, props to Dean River for getting it done and playing against Central Square's uh, tough uh, defensive scheme. Yeah. And
1: a, a game which. You know, with a low-scoring affair like that, again, we we talked about it earlier in the earlier segment. In um, uh, in the last game, we talked about I think it was the Class B final, where it was just you know a defensive battle. This was more of the same, really. Um, mm-hmm. if you can't score, just rely on your defense, and that's exactly what happened here. Yeah. Uh, Indian River is well known for being a good defensive team, and mm-hmm. they took care of business on the defensive end. Central Square just couldn't match it. Yeah. You know. Again, two teams that are known to score, but also two teams that really play good defense. Yeah, um, and it
2: also comes out to rebounding. Where you saw oh, yeah? Indian River wins the rebound matchup forty to thirty-one in this mm-hmm. game. That's a big difference. People don't realize that, but getting Huge offensive game. boards that's a difference maker, especially on these low-scoring yeah. affairs.
1: Yeah, you know, a lot of coaches preach it all the time. If you can't score, then just rebound. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and, you know, get opportunities, especially crashing the offensive glass. That's how, you, that's how you win games. And that sets you up for those mm-hmm. easy uh, putback opportunities there. Exactly. Uh, Indian River will have to play in a sub regional in the state tournament March 8th. Uh, they will host uh, Section 10's Franklin Academy uh, on the 8th at Cicero North Syracuse High School. If they win that game, they'll face Section 2's Averill Park mm-hmm. at uh, Hudson Valley Community College in a regional matchup. So, you know, if Indian River plays their cards right, They'll have two trips to Hudson Valley Community College yeah. uh, uh, in their future. But again, uh, they have to play in a sub-regional. Uh, and, and that that just makes it tough because you have to play an extra game. To be fair, their
2: sub-regional is at Cicero North Syracuse. so Yeah. It's yeah. A little bit closer than Franklin Academy. Is oh, yeah. going to have to travel.
1: Well, and speaking of the North Stars, mm-hmm. uh, they played in the double-A final. Yeah. They closed out last night against Liverpool. And, um, yeah, Liverpool took care of business in beating the North Stars 57 50. Uh, but not bad of a tournament run for, yeah. for the North Stars. Really not bad at all. Um, it was just a game Liverpool. I mean, they were down. Liverpool was down two at the end of the first quarter. But once the second quarter got going, it was essentially all Warriors. Yeah,
2: I mean, it was close throughout. And then mm. I, I don't know. I didn't love the way CNS handled uh, down the stretch. I thought the coaching there could have been a bit better, especially when it came came to when to make certain intentional fouls and uh, just various things like that. But, you know, uh, a great game by the North Stars. Liverpool always... uh Liverpool was uh, always in the lead from the second quarter on, but CNs always had a chance, and you know it was just a game where I think Liverpool's talent outclassed uh, CNs's ability to put the
1: ball in the hoop. Yeah, and and that's exactly what it is. You look at some of the stats, though. Cisterna and North Syracuse did play their hearts out in this mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Uh, Kathleen McGroby taro twenty-one points, not bad. Olivia Cook, twelve points. Uh, Madeline Howell, great line here, eight points, seventeen rebounds. Yeah, I mean, that's just physicality right there. Yeah. Its finest. Two blocks as well as as a steal for Howell on that one. Liverpool, in the winning effort, had three players in double figures. Abrea Cunningham, 20 points uh, along with six rebounds. Navia Wingate, by the way, had a really quiet night. Yeah, surprisingly. Very surprising. Uh, 11 points, four rebounds. She did make one two-pointer, one three-pointer, didn't get to the line as much, mm-hmm. uh, ended up with 11 points on the night. Uh, four. Re- uh, I'm actually pretty sure she got to the free throw line. I don't believe yeah, that's she got her a. Own. No, she got a couple. Uh, I was trips gonna say, there. yeah, yeah, because that's only what five, five points. Mm-hmm. So six trips to the line. Yeah. Uh, four rebounds as well. Uh, again, a quiet night. Shakira Stackhouse, ten points, thirteen rebounds with a double double. Yeah. Uh, for Liverpool, very, very quiet night for Nivea. Yeah. That's uh, kind of surprising. And I, she, I, I think she averages almost like what. 15, 16, 18 points uh, I, a game. So high, I'm it's in the twenties oh, because yeah. or 20s. just short
2: of the twenties it yeah. looks like. But, and it comes down to, this is another schematic thing by uh, the coach at Liverpool where uh, you saw in their last game versus Roma Free Academy, she had 28, in their playoff game right before that against Bishop Ludden, she had 28. So this was schematic because she was being guarded by Kat McRobbie-Taru, where that's a great defender, right? They're very athletic, very yep. uh, tall, and very capable capable as a defender overall. And so when you have players like Aabriah Cunningham and uh, Jakira Stackhouse and even G Gio Washington, you're able to say all right. even though our best player isn't going to get the ball as much, we can spread the ball around, get it to some players who are guarded by uh, shorter, not as good defenders and it makes it a lot easier to score and again, I think Liverpool outcoached GNS in this game, even though they had more talent, I think that coaching was a big factor in why the Warriors won this one.
1: Yeah, And now Liverpool will have a very tough road because they'll host Section 2 Albany At the SRC Arena Mm -hmm. at OCC on March 11th. And that's a tough one. Plus, the game starts at 11 Mm a.m. So it'll be one of the first games playing that day. Um, And and then the road doesn't get anywhere easier than that. They will, um, since they're on the bottom half of the bracket, they will play the winner of uh, number nine, Monroe Woodbury, number four, Binghamton Mm -hmm. versus either uh, and than are the Section 1 winner, yeah. whatever that is. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's going to be quite an interesting run.
2: Yeah, and I think Liverpool definitely has one of the better teams oh, yeah. out of any team in Class AA. But, I mean, props to the North Stars, because you look at CNS, uh, a team who lost arguably their best player in Sydney Neshi, the senior guard. We interviewed her uh right before her injury, actually. And uh, the torn ACL there makes it so the North Stars are losing their point guard. Mm-hmm. And they just play through it. They play with Kent uh, McRobbie Taru just completely taking over, leading the way. They run into a really good Auburn team in semifinals where we see Leah Middleton have one of the best games I have ever seen mm-hmm. uh, on the girls' basketball side, 48 points uh, and basically carried Auburn on her back. Only two players scored for Auburn in that game, and CNS was able to fight through that, make it to the championship against Liverpool, and know, just ran into a better team at a bad time. So, yep. you know, it is what it is for the North Stars, but props to Liverpool uh, for just playing fantastically all season. Yeah.
1: All right, when we come back, we'll start previewing the boys' basketball finals mm-hmm. uh, that are today. And, again, they it's start It's going to be a fun one. Oh, it's going to be a great day. Um, on the boys' side. So don't go away. More Players Only when we come back on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1.
0: This is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com.
1: again welcome back <laughs> the players only presented by, Pitcher, by ESPN Radio Syracuse, 97.7 and 100.1 and uh <laughs> we're getting closer to march madness mm-hmm. uh well technically we're in march madness. Yeah, pretty much um and now it's going to get really really mad because now we got to talk about boys basketball mm-hmm. and all five games today look to really be Exciting! Going to be electric. Oh, it's going to be fun. Gotta be at OCC
2: today to watch. Those oh games. yeah, you, it's great you have place to, to watch a game. You
1: have to be. I mean, all five games, by the way, are going to be on the NFHS network as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could actually just stay home and watch them there. Yeah, but that's not fun. Dude. No, the weather's supposed to be nice today. It's cloudy right now, thirty-four degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, come on, you got to go out. You yeah. got to go out to OCC. Yeah. Um, and we start with a Class D final, which begins in less than an hour and a half actually no less than two and a half hours away um and you look at this game it's Hamilton and Sackett's Harbor uh in this game how they got here Sackett's Harbor beat West Canada Valley 68 63 in their semi Hamilton beat Madison 52 42 in their semi they're meeting today on the hardwood it's the first meeting between these two since March 2009 Mm -hmm. that's how far it's been and both of these teams will be going at each, uh, at each other today. Sackett's Harbor is 22-1 and in the year, 17-0 and in the Frontier League. Hamilton's 20-3, and 13-3. This should be a fun one. Again, the last meeting back in 2009, Sackett's Harbor winning 56-49. You got yourselves a lot of good players on both of these teams here. This is going to be a fun matchup to kick off all the games today.
2: Yeah, and we've seen Sackett's Harbor really have to go through a almost survive in advance sort of thing, even as the one seed where in their opening matchup against New York Mills, barely squeaking out a win there, winning by 270 to 68. And then they go play a risky where they have to they barely win that one. They win 53 to 50. And then against West Canada Valley, I get one of the best teams in the entire Class D bracket as a four seed. They managed to beat them by five points. So I props to Sackett's Harbor for just keeping on uh keep keeping that winning streak going. And Austin Griner, thirty-two and nine against West Canada Valley. He's had a great season for Sackett's Harbor, definitely gonna be uh, first team all class. And you know, props to Sackett's Harbor there, but for Hamilton I'm really looking to see how hudson Hudsonitzy does on the season. He's averaging nineteen and ten, uh nineteen points per game, ten rebounds per game. And it's gonna be a fun one, honestly. I've got Sackett's Harbor winning this one. But I think it's going to be fairly close. I think they're going to uh, keep in the same tune as the rest of their games a four point win here for
1: uh, Sackett's Harbor. Yeah, Hamilton uh, is a really good team. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, you know, and I believe they only had the three seed, if I remember. Nope, nope, they had the two. Yeah, they were the two. Uh, They were the two seed. So it's a a 1v2 battle. Hamilton's a really good team. Yeah. And so is Sackett's Harbor. This is going to be a close one. Uh-huh. This really is. I, I totally agree with you. Both players, both teams have really got some good players on their squad. Um, uh, again, the one player I keep a lookout for um, is Hudson Itzi, the senior uh-huh. forward for Hamilton. He scored 439 points total so far in the year. Um, he's also a great rebounder and also a great playmaker. Yeah. And he's a forward, by the way. Uh-huh. Um, you, don't, you don't really see a lot in terms of a forward. At least out of Hamilton's perspective for Sackett's Harbor, player that I want to keep an eye on is uh, Austin Greiner, the junior guard, 514 points scored. But also keep an eye on Marcus Castine, the sophomore forward. Yeah, uh, 367 points scored on the year plus 189 rebounds. That's not bad at all. And get this, he's a defensive pest, 114 steals. Yeah, that's, that's so best. he can he could take the ball away without fouling. Yeah, that's that's a huge thing for yeah, He's a very Harbor. smooth player and
2: you can definitely tell he's able to get to the rim with ease.
1: Yeah, uh, it should be a fun one as a great way to kick off the action. Um, but yeah, I think it's close. I think Sackett's Harbor is going to win this one in a squeaker. Mm-hmm. I really think it might yes. come down to a last second shot. Who knows? And you know, honestly,
2: Hamilton, they're playing for revenge from last year where mm. they were in a very similar situation. Obviously, it wasn't against Sacketts Harbor, but it came down. They were undefeated heading into the championship game and lost to Cincinnati by two points uh, in the championship game. Mm-hmm. So this is their redemption year, trying to see if they can finally get over the hump and win
1: Class D. Yeah, there you go. Class C at 1 o'clock today, or just right around 1 o'clock, Mount Markham against Dolgeville. I'll be on the call for that for the NFHS don't work, so I won't give a prediction here as to who's going to win this one. Um The last time these two teams met, way back in 2017, January 2017, Mount Markham beat Dolgeville 64-37. And then a previous meeting back in 2016, Mount Markham beating Dolgeville Mm 48-24. So a little bit of revenge is on the minds for Dolgeville. A revenge that's been almost five, six years in the making. Mm -hmm. Um, And Dolgeville, by the way, is the top seed. They're 22-1. Mount Markham this year, the sixth seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe the lowest seed out of all five championship games. Uh, yeah, that's true. <clears throat> so, Mount Markham in as the sixth seed. Um, this should be a fun matchup between these two. I, ki- I kind of like where this is going. Part of me, though, I mean, just looking at records alone, you would think Dolgeville would probably have the advantage here. Yeah, 22 and one. That's a pretty good record. That being said, though, mm-hmm. this sounds like a more evenly balanced matchup to me. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think?
2: You know, I've got Dolgeville here, but I mean, Mount Markham's been looking really good lately uh, in the quarterfinals, beating or upsetting number three Little Falls, who mm. was actually the only team on the year to beat Dolgeville, and then heading into the semifinals against Waterville with arguably the best player in the section in Tyson Maxim. And they upset the two seed there. Both Little Falls and Waterville were two lost teams going into their matchups against Mount Markham. So, you know, the Mustangs have proven me wrong pretty much every Step so far, maybe they can do it again. If they are going to do it, I'm going to need to see will Lonnie take a huge step up. Is I mm. think even though he doesn't lead the team in scoring, he is their best player just in terms of overall uh, talent and. If, they need to, if they're going to win this game, Will Lunney needs at least 25 points. However, I don't see it. I think Dolgeville wins this game behind the play of Cameron Comstock on the season averaging 15 points and 15 rebounds per game. I think he has a 20-point double-double here, and Dolgeville wins this
1: by a solid 8 to 10 points. Nice. Very, very nice. I mean, again, I won't give a prediction myself since I'm calling this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but again... I, I think it might be a tad bit closer than 10 points. I think Mom Markham's going to give them a run for their money. But I think Dodgeville will essentially pull away in the fourth quarter. And, yeah. And, you know, and because they're that good of a team. Yeah. And, you know, but it should be another fun matchup at one o'clock. Yeah. Um, definitely. should be a good matchup there. Mm-hmm. On to Class B. This one, I might actually give a prediction for because I kind of like this matchup it's West Hill and Marcellus, three o'clock in the Class B final. Um, both of these teams really good. They played each other, uh, this season and they actually split the season series this year. West Hill won the first matchup in December by 11 points and Marcellus came back in January, not that long after and beat West Hill 57, 45. So both teams have won by double digits, Mm -hmm. Marcellus by 12 West Hill by 11. And they're meeting again here. Third time around, essentially a rubber game of, of a best of three. This should be a great one as well because I like what West Hill has done mm-hmm. this year. And I think West Hill deserves a ton of credit for getting to this point. Mm-hmm. And essentially because West Hill, you know, they finished the year twenty and three, but they had a tough, tough season. Mm-hmm. I mean, they actually beat Chittenango. Yeah. Not not many teams could say they beat Chitnango. Mm-hmm. And West Hill is one of them. Um, they lost to him in the regular season. Uh, twice, and then beat them in the in the semifinal rounds of this tournament, 61-55. Now they're taking on Marcellus. This is a game that West Hill, I think, th- they absolutely deserve to win. They really do.
2: Yeah, and I think West Hill will win this one, although it's going to be close because I think you look at Marcellus, they have the best chemistry out of any team left, in my opinion. Uh, you look at just how they've played this season. Uh, great win over fifth-ranked General Brown in a mm-hmm. very evenly matched game. And then they go uh, against Central Valley Academy, the one seed. Hadn't lost all season. And they upset Central Valley in a game that really wasn't that close. Like, Marcellus had them at a solid arm's length reach the entire time. Uh, you look at how Marcellus plays. Uh, Will Kershaw and Will Burnett lead the team in scoring. Kershaw is a little bit more athletic. A little, uh, he has a, I think he's going to have a bigger game in this one just because he's an it's easier for him to score. Then you've got Pat Lauer, a very reliable player, very consistent. You can always count on him to get a solid double-double. And you know, I was talking with the coach of Marcellus, uh, Coach Scott Cotter, and he was talking about how West Hill is a very all-around great team. We've oh, yeah. got four great players in Sean Mays, Cam Langton, Luke Gilmartin, and Omar Robinson. It's gonna to be tough to guard all four of them, and that's why I do think West Hill wins this game. But honestly, it, can, it could go either way here, because Marcellus, great coach, team, great chemistry, and they have all
1: the intangibles that make a playoff team. Yeah. I I still like West Hill in this one. I mean, give credit to Marcellus for upsetting Central Valley Academy in the semis. But West Hill beating Chitnango? Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you could beat Chitnango, you can win this tournament. Pretty much. And that's essentially what West Hill is going to do. Mm-hmm. West, I, they're, I'm not going to say they're going to wipe the floor with Marcellus, but that being said... I think Marcellus is is going to have their hands full with a really good West Hill team. Mm-hmm. West Hill just seems to be on a mission, and I think that mission is essentially going to be accomplished after yeah. today. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. It's going to be tough. Oh, yeah. All right, well, when we come back, we'll wrap up our preview with the A and AA finals, and it's going to be really, really fun to talk about, especially especially when we talk about the double-A final. The double-A final is going to be fun to talk about. Mm -hmm. All right. So when we come back with more Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1. This
0: is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com.
1: Welcome back to Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse, 97.7 and 100.1 FM, and you can't have March Madness without Sirius. Oh, of course Oh, yeah. And especially since this is March Madness, and indeed, yeah, you, you just can't have it without Sirius. You just can't.
2: And it's going to be madness tonight. Oh, it's going to be,
1: especially when we got... Two really good finals. We start with a Class A final, and a one seed did not make it. Mm-hmm. A one seed did not make it. New Hartford is going to take on Central Square. Um, both teams here. I mean, New Hartford upset Bishop Grimes. It was insane because you saw Dengarang have
2: 39 points for the Cobras, and New Hartford was still able, able to overcome that behind Zach Filipkowski. Having a near triple double. I think he had yeah. 37 points, 11 rebounds, eight assists.
1: Yeah, so close. So close. And then Central Square beat Fulton 49 43 in the other semifinal. And now they meet here in the championship game, five o'clock tonight. Wow. I mean, it, it, no history between these two, at least nothing recent. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, You know, but this is going to be a fun matchup between these two. It mm-hmm. really is. Um again, Hartford beating Grimes, Square being Fulton. This is gonna be a good matchup at the five o'clock one. I'll be on the call with this one. I won't give a um uh, prediction here. In fact, I won't give a prediction for any of these. Who do you think is gonna win?
2: You know, I think I think everyone's choosing New Hartford here where Even though they're the five seed, it feels like they're almost the favorite in this one. And I don't think New Hartford's a better overall team. I think they have Zach Filipkowski, who's averaging 26 points per game, as well as nine rebounds per game on the season. But I don't think all around they're as good of a team as Central Square. And I think Central Square is definitely, both teams have earned their spot here. But Central Square has been more consistent throughout the entire year. They have an easier schedule, but they've also put an SCAC schedule, which isn't easy. And you've got Trevor Boyce, Shane Berquist, and Cam Poundall, all great scorers. And I think it's going to come down to if they can have a good shooting night. But, I mean, they're a way more balanced team. Great mix of shooting and interior scoring, as well as some great defense. If, I don't know, I think Central Square is going to win this game behind some good shooting. And I think Trevor Boyce, who, in my opinion, is the best shooter in all of Class A— I think he's going to have five threes in this one. He's going to lead central square to victory in the class, a championship game.
1: It's going to be a rocking atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Neither team is too far from, uh, from OCC. So they're going to have great student sections. Oh yeah. This is going to be a great one. I'll be on the call. This one again, I won't give a prediction at all. This should be an exciting atmosphere. Mm -hmm. It really is. Yeah, it really should be. It'll be fun. Um, Finally, though, we have to talk about the double-A final, yep. uh, 7 o'clock. It's between West Jenny and Liverpool. Liverpool is going to try and do something that no team hasn't done in 35 years. Mm-hmm. Win both the girls' basketball championship in Section 3 and the boys' championship.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The girls took care of it yesterday. Now it's up to the guys. And they're going up against a really good West Jenny team. Mm-hmm. It, on the year... They beat him both times, 645 and 6459. West Jenny got four points closer in the second matchup, by the way. Both um, in overtime. <laughs> both yeah, both games took overtime. So this is gonna be a, a great matchup. Both teams are gonna come out full force. Um, it's gonna be an exciting atmosphere. I'll be on the call with none other than the um uh, than the one of the greatest Syracuse basketball players of all time. A legend. Lawrence Moten. Mm-hmm. Syracuse's all-time leading scorer. Oh, God, just thinking about it is making me nervous right now. Yeah. Um, um, but who do you think is going to win this one? Because again, both teams are well evenly matched. And we, and we also the, Liverpool has a player that has featured on that has been featured on our show. Yeah, Andre Ash. Andreo Ash. Yeah, and so, we also
2: had Christian Kane on the show. From yeah, West Tennessee earlier.
1: Exactly. So who do you think is going to win?
2: I think it all comes down to. The thing i always say which is it's very very hard to beat a good team three times and i think it's near impossible to beat a great three a great team three times and that's what west genesee is they're a great team and when you have two games come down to overtime eventually and you lose both of them eventually the ball's gonna bounce your way and i think it does here west genesee is going to win this game and they have so much talent on that team uh Christian Kane, Jordan Kane, Christian Amika, and Gary McLean. And then, plus you've even got guys like Sincere Smith, Jalen Zachary, and more. Where West is just so talented, I can't see them losing again. Uh, they had good wins over Beville and Nottingham to get to this point. We saw Amika even have 23 against Nottingham in that win, and I mean. Uh, Liverpool's got a great team as well. Andrea Wash, 22.7 points per game on the season. We Bruce Wingate uh, having a great year. And then even you look at Jadir Reese, who, uh, the third best player um, on this team all season, he led the team in scoring against Christian Brothers Academy in that semifinal game. And Liverpool only won in section loss on the season, and that was without Andrea Wash. But I've got West Genesee in this one. Christian Kane's going to drop over 25 points. And the Wildcats are going to win this game by four to five points.
1: Yeah, Liverpool is looking for a Section 3 championship this year. They did not get it last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is kind of a disappointing season, a disappointing way to end the season for Liverpool.
2: Well, Liverpool did, or no, I could be wrong. Yeah, uh, they, they didn't they did win, win it right? last year. They I didn't thought they beat, year. yeah, they beat Green Tech, or I'd say they lost to Green Tech in the regionals. They beat West Oh, FC. that's right, they did win it. Yeah, they you, had though. a... Game winning shot against West Genesee last year in the championship
1: yep. game. Yeah. Okay. So West yep. Genesee played. Yep. I just a look at it yeah. now. So yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a rematch of last year's championship game as well. Liverpool mm-hmm. won that matchup. Oh boy, this is going to be fun. <laughs> so it looks like the
2: ball's been bouncing Liverpool's way for quite some time. We'll yeah, the time, time yeah. The last time, last time,
1: yeah. The last time West Jenny beat Liverpool, 2021. Mm-hmm. December 2021, beating Liverpool 73 66. Yeah. So Liverpool's won the last four. Again, this is going to be a fun matchup. It's it really, going to be great. It's, it's yeah. going to so please get out to OCC if you can. First game starts at eleven. Uh, the last game starts at seven. We drop, should have really drop good everything you're doing. Yeah, and just, just go. go there, yeah. Just go. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, if you can't make it in person, you can always watch on the NFHS network. Um, good. Uh, it's a good subscription price. You can watch not only yeah. high school a- action across Central New York and New York State, but also across the country as well. There's mm-hmm. a lot of good. lot of good teams across the country that are playing, not only for their respective sectional titles and state titles, um, it's going to be, it's a great weekend for high school basketball. Mm. It really is, especially around here in central New York. So that'll do it for uh, today's episode of Players Only. For my co-host, Ryan Story, I'm Matt Slocum, wishing you a great rest of your Sunday, and we'll talk to you again next week here on Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1.